Welcome to the show. Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. On this podcast, we help people overcome mindset challenges to fast track personal and professional success. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes when they're released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast by heading over to wherever you listen to us and providing us with a rating and a review. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Your support, again, is truly appreciated. Mindset Guide, first 48 hours after a life event is what we're going to be unpacking today. When you have a significant event, it rattles you from your emotions to sometimes your literal physical disposition. There have been times in my life where I was hurt so bad emotionally that I had a physical response to it. Call it crying, call it throwing up. In some cases, I just felt like I didn't even sometimes want to move forward. I just wanted to pause life right there and not do anything else. These, of course, are extreme circumstances. I think we all agree on that. However, our understanding of the initial reaction, the power of perspective, self-talk, getting help, and creating an action plan when this occurs is absolutely paramount so that we have a playbook on standby that we can utilize in the time of need. Aftermath of any major incident, it's natural to experience all of the feelings that I just shared with you. You know, it could be anger, it could be sadness, frustration, just overwhelmed to a point where it's just out of proportion. And all of this confusion just literally floods our minds. We're thinking about it, we're ruminating on it, we're replaying it, and we're doing a lot of what-if scenarios because it's hurt us, because it's moved us, because now the emotions are engaged. And guess what? When you've done this for 15, 20 minutes and your body has checked in multiple times to see what it is that's going on and it gets an understanding of what just occurred, now it's bringing back to your recollection all of the things in the past that have happened like this. And so there's this initial response or initial reaction, and then it has the opportunity to mushroom. So when we say the first 48, what we're trying to do literally is put some markers for each of these different steps we're going to talk about today so that we know what's normal and what is to be expected of us if we find ourselves operating outside of the norm. We talked about the initial response, giving ourselves permission to feel the way we're feeling, to process the feelings and the emotions that we can begin to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, regain a sense of direction. That's the initial response. Then as we move to the power of perspective, this is when we start to think about this specific technique that I'm sharing with you today. This is when we start to reconcile these feelings and these emotions and say, with some degree of certainty, I now have recognized these feelings. I have owned them. If you were at fault, 
or you have made a decision that some people have done some things to you that you don't particularly agree with, but you're coming out of it now. Your perspective is changing. You're beginning to say things like, this interpretation that I have, this replaying of this event is not where I need to be long term. I did have a response. I did feel some sort of way. But now it's time for me to start thinking differently. I need to also take a stance against my emotions so they don't continue to run rampantly in the wrong direction. And I'm going to stop dwelling on this at this point. I'm really going to begin to, again, gain some calamity about myself, settle into a new perspective, one that does not keep replaying the situation and all the variations that it can have. Now what we're physically and actively participating in is a choice to focus on the opportunity. What does this tell us? What does this teach us? What can we glean from this as opposed to ruminating on the situation over and over and over, which then is a phenomenal segue into positive self-talk. We had an initial response. We processed those feelings. We processed those emotions. We allowed ourselves to feel what we were going to feel. Then we changed our perspective. We started to pull ourselves out of that cycle that we were entering into. We started to gain appreciation for all of our feelings and emotions, and we started to uplift ourselves, trying the best we can, find the value proposition in here. What's the teachable moment? Then we come again to positive self-talk. This is where we really start to amp up the rhetoric. During the time of crisis, there's dialogue that we have with ourselves. Honestly, family, it's at this point where we separate the women from the girls and the men from the boys, because this is the point where we start to take full control of our thought life. This is where we start to challenge whatever keeps replaying and us inserting an interrupt into that to say, we're not doing this anymore. In fact, we're going to stop right now. And we're going to instead start to supply affirmations that tell us, yes, perhaps the situation that we experienced wasn't fair as an example, but we're going to learn from it and grow from it. And we're not going to continue ruminating on it because we know that is not going to lead us down the pathway of success. That's going to act as a prolonged setback. We're going to begin to tell ourselves on the inside that there are going to be life events like this that take place. No, they're not fair, but we choose to exhibit a level of resilience that will allow us to literally self-talk our way right out of this. It's in times like this where we have to be very intentional about reshaping our emotional well-being. And we do that through talking to ourselves the proper way. We're doing and saying the absolute opposite of what we found during the initial reaction phase. Now this is a greater degree. We've gone past reconciliation and now we have a greater degree of reconstructing what the future is going to look like as a result of these lessons learned. 
we're tacking onto it optimism. We're settling into the fact that this event is over. We're not going to continue replaying it. And we're absolutely determined to learn from it. Someone's going to say, but Mike, what if it's so impactful that I can't recover? That's a great question. When you're faced with such a huge challenge that you simply cannot get of your own fruition out of this cycle of thinking and ruminating on the wrong thing or replaying this situation, certainly we don't want that to go beyond 48 hours. That's going to be your trigger to do this step. Seek support. By seeking support, that can mean a number of things. Perhaps you're going to reach out to your BFF, who you do life with on some level that you can trust. Maybe it's a family member that you're in close relationship with, a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, or maybe an extended family member. But again, someone that you can trust that will speak the right things into your life and not begin to say things that create you rethinking the entire incident or event all over again. If you don't have someone like that and you have to seek professional assistance, you should know that that's a wise thing to do. It's a very wise thing to do and it's honorable. Opening up about whatever it is that has taken place is going to give you the relief mechanism that you need to shoot that interrupt right in the center of that cycle to halt it. And it's okay right now if you don't have the perseverance to be able to address a really large event. It's totally fine. But to have the wisdom now, well, you do have it now, to say to yourself, I need to get some assistance. I need to get some assistance quickly. That most certainly is a significant mark of maturity. It's going to do you incredibly well because it's going to not only provide you with the support you need, it's going to get you that comfort and that guidance so you can get back up. Well, first you need to heal, then get back up and get back on your journey. And now that you're ready to get back in the game and proceed with your journey, you're going to create an action plan. These are taking proactive steps to move toward problem solving and resolution for this event, as well as anything that should come after this that has similar emotional impact in your life. Not only are we learning from the event, but we're also doing an after-action review of sort to take those lessons learned, creating this action plan such that if down the road something similar occurs, or something with the same level of emotional quotient occurs, we know how we're going to tackle that next time. We know how we're going to behave the next time after a reasonable amount of time to reconcile those feelings. We're going to also set up goals and we're going to break those into manageable pieces so that as we go through this, and I'm going to give you a guide in just a moment, but as we go through the succession of this process, we see that it can be not only repeatable, but something that we can share with our loved ones and friends to help them also as they create action plans to recover from situations 
they find themselves in. And you, having you mastered this, are now in a position to be able to assist them as well. Finally, when we're navigating the first 48 hours after a major event or incident, it's going to require your self-awareness to be heightened. We mentioned resilience, and then if necessary, get some support. Your initial reactions are going to be very different depending on the situation, but you must remember that shifting your perspective is next, and then practicing positive self-talk, getting the support, and then completing that with an action plan. We mentioned at the beginning, as part of the title, that this would be a guide. Let me tell you what science has to say about this with respect to the first 48. In the first few hours after the major event, you should allow yourself to feel and process the initial shock, the anger, the sadness, the frustration, confusion. You should avoid making any decisions or judgments of any sort to reach out to anybody, to craft a narrative, to say something back, whatever it is. Just hold off on all of that. Start the process of validating your feelings without any judgment whatsoever. The power of perspective, this occurs within the first three to six hours where you begin to reframe your interpretations of the incident. You begin to identify any silver linings or opportunities for growth, those teachable moments. And you're going to institute things like gratitude, reframing to focus on what you still have and what you're able to learn from this situation. And then that takes us to the positive self-talk, which occurs between six hours and 48 hours. You should know that this is a very critical window because if you're unable to be faithful in your self-talk as this thing attempts to replay and come back up to really test whether you've got mastery of it or not, you find yourself where you can't Start incorporating positive affirmations into your internal dialogue where you can't challenge negative thoughts with evidence-based reasons and you can't begin to practice self-compassion and kindness towards yourself to really begin to get this behind you and focus squarely on the opportunities, then you're going to want to go to this next step, which is seeking support. This is at the 48-hour marker. This is not a negotiable This is a mechanism to keep you healthy and whole. You get to 48 and you're still thinking about it. You're still going through something and it's a significant something. You got to reach out to that trusted friend, that family member, that mastermind, that support group, that therapist, that coach, whatever you've got in the way of someone who can support you in the proper way. You can go there and you can express what took place and you can get your needs met. You can communicate openly and be vulnerable. Consider joining after that, perhaps maybe a group like that to just make sure it's all out of your system and you're whole and healthy. Then immediately after that, if it's a good program, you're going to merge with an action plan. And then in that action plan, you're going to assess the situation and identify those actionable steps that you need to incorporate to be ready for this should it happen again. You're documenting literally something of this sort that says, 
if something like this takes place, I'm going to do this, then this, then this, then this. It's very calculated, very measurable, and should not overwhelm you. Then you're going to just use this timeline. You're going to stick to this timeline. You're like, hey, if I go over 48, I'm calling in the Calvary. I'm calling in help because I got to ensure that I keep myself whole. What's the big deal about that? The big deal is when you're not well, when you're not whole, you're putting undue pressure on the body because you're in fight or flight mode. And when you're in fight or flight mode, your body cannot heal. You lay down each night with a variety of processes that must take place to rejuvenate you and prepare you for the next day. When you are unable to be rejuvenated, you become diseased. And I don't have to tell you the rest of the story. We need to short circuit that entire cycle. And we do that by using this guide, this mindset guide for the first 48 hours after a life event. That's going to conclude this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I appreciate your time and your attention. You can reach me on IG at Your Thought Life, Y-O-R Thought Life, no spaces. I want to remind you that you are enough, you can do it, and you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.